Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Consistent AK podcast. My name's Luke, and I'm joined, as ever, with Nick, writer extraordinaire good. We're here with another podcast doing our in-depth episodes on the Askewniverse films by Kevin Smith. And this episode is Jay and Silent Bob the Reboot. So if you're interested in that sort of stuff, then, uh, you know, carry on listening. Here's some uh, lovely music to set you all up for this. of our in-depths on the uh, Kevin Smith films. So we've uh, we've come to nearly the end of the road and it's Jay and Silent Bob the reboot. Now, before we get into this, I thought I had seen this film. <laughs> Do you know what though? I haven't seen this film. Excellent. And uh, I have some thoughts, which is great because, you know, the podcast is about it. If I didn't have any thoughts, then what the fuck are we yeah. doing here? That's the point so, of the podcast. Um, if you've not seen this film, then we're going to talk about it mm-hmm. uh, somewhat in depth. And there will be spoilers, but I don't know if spoilers is even a concern for this kind of a film because it is just craziness. Yeah. Um, Nick, mm. you've seen this before and then you've watched it again. So we can talk about this on the podcast. Yes. What did you, um, where'd you, you go first? You tell me what you think. Um, I think the first time I saw it, uh, I didn't think it was as good as Strike Back. Um, and there were bits that I really enjoyed. And there were things where I was like, yeah, it's, it's fine. Um, it didn't like blow me away. Um, there are a couple of scenes in particular, which I'll talk about, which I always think are great. Like they're really well written and directed and performances are great. But the second time watching, it, I actually enjoyed it a hell of a lot more. And I don't know if it was because... I almost knew what I was getting myself into. Um, in that, I wonder if the first time I saw it, I was watching it thinking it would be essentially Strike Back, just rebooted. And it, while it is, there are things that do make it very, very, very different. Um, yeah. And I think going into it the second time, knowing what it was, I enjoyed it a hell of a lot more. Um, yeah. How about you? I I don't think I laughed once during Ooh. the film. Okay. But I laughed a lot during Strike Back, even on okay. the second... Well, I mean, yes. I've seen it multiple times, but when I watched it when we did the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. I thought it was very fun. It's not Clerks too funny, but it's still very fun. And there's a lot of stand-up performances in Strike Back, like Will Farrell is very yeah. funny in it. And uh, but this, no, no, I didn't. And I was surprised that I didn't laugh because I'm a... I'm a Oh, I, like, I like Kevin Smith. I like the comedy stuff. I've liked, mm-hmm. I like Morats and I like Clex and I like Clex too. And 
like straight back, like I said, but this just didn't didn't do it for me. And I know it's a, I know it's a reboot. I know the whole point in it. Uh, they hashed out similar scenes, you know, like instead of uh, instead of Ben Affleck going through like this is the fucking internet. It's like it's Brody, it's Jason yeah. Lee saying like, so this is what a reboot is instead of a remake. I just it just felt so. I know, I know, there's, I know that's the reason because there are diehard fans out there, right? It's obviously forced. It's like, it's like, it's tuning into a set group of fans, right? Like, not everyone's gonna like it because mm-hmm. they probably wouldn't even go and see it. But it was, uh, I think, for being a fan of his previous stuff, I kind of expected more. Okay. From it, mm-hmm. um, I still there are still very uh, some scenes that are very well written, which I like. Which there's always that stuff in Kevin Smith, so I just have to last. Multiple, well, the multiple podcasts that we've done now on these films, but I don't think anything stood out though. I can't, I can't, okay. I can't honestly tell you anything that, like, after I watched it, I actually think I enjoyed the credits more. Yep. Um, Here's a good know, credit. Like the, Stan, the Stan Lee yeah. obviously bit stands out, and yeah. you know, there's bits with his daughter and things like that that are, that are nice. I mean, that was probably the the biggest takeaway from it was mm-hmm. his daughter and him like uh playing off each other and everything um yeah i don't know i just i don't know i don't know if it's just a bit too maybe i need to watch it again further down line i don't know if it's hampered by the fact that i watched it on my own and i didn't yeah. watch it with a few people which i've normally i've seen most of his films at the cinema with a group of people mm-hmm. and you kind of again you you like riff off each other where when you find something funny it's kind of like a natural thing that you also kind of laugh at these things and i wonder if that makes sense you know like when when everyone's like having a good time and laughing like you kind of like your guard goes down a little bit and you kind of accept some of the even stupider things but mm-hmm. i don't um like i can't imagine watching anchorman on my own the first time right right yeah yeah, yeah. uh yeah. and enjoying it as much as i did when i saw it with like seven of my closest friends yep so uh i don't know yeah it just didn't it didn't land for me. I guess that's yeah. the thing. I didn't. I didn't hate it. Yeah. I didn't love it. I didn't. I'm not even really sure if I liked it. I just, just was okay. It was just fine. Yeah. yeah. Um. That, yeah. I mean, because I, I said I because I said I expected more. Like, mm. it. I don't know. There are just some bits that. It's really weird to say because because of the way Strike Back is right, and even you know you got a sense of it in Dogma and Morax as well, but with this. So it was just so. Like, I don't know where it came from. We've spoken a lot about these sort of things happening where I imagine Kevin Smith had a conversation with some of his friends. It's like, oh, that's really funny. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, this is this story and I'm going to put this film. But you know, I just don't know where some of it came from. Um, yeah. You know, like the, you know, Chris Jericho, the Ku Klux Klan stuff and everything. And yeah, I don't know. It's just, know, it's just a bit of a weird one for me, really. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's not all that's not all my thoughts on it. I've got more to say. But yeah, my initial yeah. thoughts on it, that's what they are. So Yeah, I think to be fair, that's probably similar to how I was after the first watch, is that I think I remember watching the first time and I was like, Yeah, it was just fine, but I don't remember um finding anything in it where I was like, That's really funny or really well written in terms of humour. Um, I think the thing that I walked away with the first time was just that the chasing Amy scene I thought was amazing. Yes, um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like, I think that that is a perfect piece of writing um, that gives you basically closure to what that story is. Um, yeah. 
Like it's like if you ever needed to know what happens with chasing Amy, like that's your ending. Um, and I remember walking away and just thinking that was the special bit. Like that was the moment where I was like, that's it. This time, a few things did stand out as like comedic beats where I was like, that's really good. Um, and I think one was the the Jericho bit where I was just like, that's so bizarre and random. And I just love the way that Bob just walks in and is just immediately like, listen up. Yeah, um, I mean, that's, that's like, yeah, it's like smile. Like, I don't know, I guess I kind of smirked a little bit. I, I mean, I'm not like yeah. a comedic genius, so I, I can appreciate like a lot of people will find that stuff really funny, but I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, maybe I was just having a bad day. Like, I, on don't, the, I don't. On the first watch, I didn't either, though. Like, that's the thing is like the first watch, I didn't, I don't remember that being funny. And then it was just on this watch that I was like, oh, that is actually quite good. Um, and I think that, I, I don't know what it is, but like why it stood out more. It's just on this second watch, I seem to just find it so much more, like so much funnier. And I don't know if it's like a, as I said, going into it, I kind of knew what it was. Um, and there were did, other... you, did you watch it? Did you watch it with someone? Or did you watch it on no, your own? No, both, both times I've seen it on my own. Um, yeah, okay. And yeah, the first time I just, I just remember thinking, oh, it's good and it's nice to see everybody back and like see your kind of favorite characters out again. Um, and the nostalgia is heavy, isn't it? That's the thing. Like, the yeah, nostalgia yeah, yeah. It's like it's great yeah. seeing, like you said, with the chasing anything, which is one of the the bits that I would I would say was a standout bit for me as well. But yeah, you know, seeing all these guys. I mean, probably the one of the only bits it didn't make me laugh, but I enjoyed was. Uh, we we touched on the last in depth of our Zachary Mirror make one of Justin Long's lawyer character. Oh, so good, yeah. Like his his mannerisms and his uh, you know his, his voice and you know when he skips from one table to the other table. Yeah. Like you know, I actually thought when I saw that, I thought, okay, this is going to be. I know it's a reboot, but it's probably going to be a bit different. But it didn't feel really that different. Just kind of felt like they, you know, it's, I don't know. It's kind of like we said about what I've always said about Guardians of the Galaxy one and two. They literally yeah. just did the same thing. And yeah, I know yeah. that's the point. I'm not an yeah. idiot. Like I know it's a reboot, but I don't think they did enough to make me feel like I don't know. It's like a new experience. Mm-hmm. Just you know, yeah. See, like see, they, that... mentioned, they mentioned Star Wars, don't they? They mentioned Star Wars and they mentioned the Force Awakens and stuff. But there's still yeah. this. There's a lot different in there. Still, I yeah. know it's this almost very similar concept. It is very similar to the concept, but it's still there's enough going on. That it feels different you're watching something new whereas this was just like okay they're in a van again and it's like yeah instead of the clips it's uh you know it's these four teenage girls and i don't know so yeah maybe i'm just getting old maybe yeah I, maybe it, it just as i said like for me it was it was the same where the first watch just didn't get me and the second it did um like even the opening i remember when i watched the opening i was like yeah it's fine but the opening this time around for some reason i found it really good like just the whole setup of it and dave dismulsion's acting um like when he's like they've got no dick and he's just like screaming um just tucked between his legs yeah like something just about the, that. just the white he's just a white man yeah like that really got me and i was like that is a really good opening but the first time i watched it i don't I'm remember smiling now smiling now but yeah i just so don't... it's because you're laughing it's because you're laughing at it like uh... contagious but yeah it's like contagious. that that got me and um and I don't remember laughing at it the first time. Like when I started it for these this rewatch, I was just like, "Yeah, I think I know what I'm kind of gonna talk about, and what I'm gonna say, and stuff." And then I just found myself watching it. I was like, "This is this is great. This is funny. This is awesome." Um, 
and there are really subtle things as well like um adam brody's cameo where he just randomly pops up as like the merchant guy at a hot topic and it's Your the way... dad died recently like... yeah when he did that it's like it? where's this come from like i don't remember this but that was great like it's such a bizarre bit of dialogue but that really made me laugh um and he delivered that really well as well i think like that is one of the things that's really impressive about reboot is that all the cameos do deliver really good um like performances like yeah no, i, I no think they probably just enjoy it it's probably, i think we said that with strike back as well like they just yeah. seem like they're having a good time like they have yeah, a really yeah. good time like it's just like chris hemsworth i mean i'm sure he barely saw anyone other than yeah. maybe a couple like kevin smith and stuff in that green screen but his bit was uh i actually think his bit in the credits was funnier than uh the bit in the film yeah yeah, uh, yeah. although i guess the credits are part of the film aren't they they're just not, yeah. like not squashed them in but it's uh yeah, the cameos were, they did seem to like enjoy it, like Matt Damon and stuff, uh, you know, being his Loki yeah. or born, born again, born again thing. Which uh, is great. So some like of those that, that is a clever piece of writing as well. Like when I saw that the second time, I was like, oh, you have thought about that. But like there is logic to it, even if it's not. It's, out of, it's out of place. Did I miss like, I can't, I, I, did I miss the setup to why Matt Damon's character came back? Like, no, it's, a, it's, uh, it, it's because he like bridges the gap between when they are in the car, I think it is, and then they arrive at a movies. And yeah, it's, it's like, like the destiny. Like yeah, they're like, it's a long journey. And then it cuts to him. And I think he tells the short story of what happened to Loki. And then he, at the end of it, I think he says, um, and James, yeah, he's, he's, he's like, yeah, he's doing a voiceover almost. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that is a good piece of dialogue, like the way that he writes it. Um, yeah, it's clever how he kind of tied that in. Um, I just think the ca- I think the cameos in Strike Back were stronger though as well. Like, you know, like you know, the Goodwill Hunting thing, and yeah, that was know, I don't know, like uh, Jason Biggs and uh, James Van Der Beek, their stuff was better in, in Strike Back. I, I know it's yeah. just like it, I don't know. I feel like it'd be interesting for someone that I to see both of them, you know, back to back that hadn't seen either of them, and just think, mm-hmm. is it like uh again maybe i'm just expecting what i just i don't keep saying i just but i think it's just because i'm a bit disappointed in it I guess. yeah yeah I, I know I think... the, the one thing that i really hate in comedies because it happens way too much and it's so silly is that you know when they, they stare at the camera like they're like pandering to the audience like oh who would pay to see like a kevin smith film blah blah, blah. that shit mate. just yeah so, but that that's referencing strike back right yeah it's, yeah, it yeah, is, yeah it's strike back it's the same but with affleck where he's like yeah. saying something, then they all turn and look. Um, yeah. So I got that they were kind of like referencing that because it is essentially the same moment. Um, yeah, it's like, like we said. Yeah, he's doing the yeah. doing stuff on the computer yeah, yeah. and everything, aren't they? So. so I sort of got what they were kind of going for with like, like a lot of the beats are the same, um, and it's just sort of changed around a little bit. Um, but yeah, the the second watch for me, it, I found it funnier. So I'd be curious if your second watch is funnier. Like whether you, I, will, I mean, I will watch it. I will watch it again. Like I would. I mean, I'm, I think I know a few of my friends that haven't seen it before. Um, mm-hmm. So I actually don't know if my oldest brother who watches so many films has even seen it. I don't ever remember him telling me about it. So it's uh, yeah. not that he phones me after watching every film and telling <laughs> me about them. But uh, yeah, I, I will definitely watch it again. 
I'll probably have to have a little bit of a break from Kevin Smith film so for a few months after we uh Absolutely get through Clerks three. Yeah. So interestingly though, it um it didn't it didn't do that well. They did it. I know I know they went on a road tour with it and everything like that, but it didn't um it didn't yeah, I think, sort of I, I think that was the the, the selling point of it though. From from memory, um the way because it was with an indie uh or like a studio because all the others are like bigger studios and i think yeah. the band seven films whatever they are yeah called, seven films yeah i think they're quite small um yeah and i think a lot of the revenue for the film was pulled in through the tour i think they're yeah. like road show yeah, tour. Was, so i read it earlier today that they did uh what was it James Silent Bob reboots the first movie to have per screen averages of sixty thousand dollars four different times in its domestic run. Yeah, and I think that's where they did it. Like, it's a clever way to actually do a film, um, to sort of take it on the road and like, you know, obviously Kevin Smith does stand up and stuff, so it sort of makes sense that you can tie the two. It, it wouldn't work for every film, obviously, but I think for his kind of he, films, it does make sense that you can kind of tour it around because he did it for Clerks. He did it for well. Clerks Three. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, so it did because it was budgeted for ten million and it did four point seven million at the box office. So I mean, again, I don't imagine that they, uh, you know, it's not like Flash level where they probably spend like hundred million on uh, promoting it and then they've like lost. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I'd, lost... I'd be curious to know if that box office includes the roadshow. Yeah, I wonder as well. I don't know, um, or whether it's something separate. Um... So interestingly, with uh, with this one, then it didn't. It didn't do as well as the box office as Strike Back did, but I suspect, obviously, like we said, it's a different distributor. Also, mm-hmm. a lot is different in the world now. Actually, I didn't know if this came out. Did this come out just before COVID? I, I don't. Not that that would make a difference, but I wonder if it affected its running anyway. But I think it was. I think twenty. It, I think it came out nineteen. Was it Yeah, I think it was twenty. Yeah, twenty nineteen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was just it was before COVID. I yeah. Think, so it wouldn't have made but- a wouldn't mean any difference really yeah but i do think the way that he did it with the roadshow and stuff probably changed the box office because if um if you knew kevin smith was coming to stavanger say and it was like you can watch reboot with kevin smith you just buy a ticket to that rather than sit in the cinema right yeah yeah and if and if if those places he's playing it in are like two three thousand seats at night then that's a lot of people who would go and see the film just went to see it with him instead. So I wonder but if that... He did did he do it. his road shows? Was he not at a cinema with them? Was it not? No, it was like, I think it was in a theatre. It was like he would, from what I recall anyway, I mean, some of them might have been cinemas, but I think it was like a stand-up theatre where he would essentially take the film, they'd play the film in front of the audience, and then he'd get up and talk about it or do some kind of show for like, an hour whatever um yeah and so it was like a proper tour um so i don't think it was just at cinemas i think it was uh all around as well so So the numbers are deceiving yeah so i think that's the thing so i reckon it was quite profitable if a lot of those were selling out but um i just don't know if box office metrics how they track it um no Let's just pretend that he made five point three million off his road shows. Yeah. So he went just just on budget, which makes yeah. me happy for him. 
Mm. So, yeah. So, what do you think about? Uh, obviously, we talked a little bit about the cameos and stuff like that. But casting his daughter Harley Quinn Smith, she she was good, wasn't she? She uh, yeah, I, I know she's, she's been in yeah. a few other things, but it's uh, she she fitted in pretty nicely into the whole Jane Silent Bob dynamic. I thought. I yeah. like the fact that she had her own Silent Bob as well. It was uh, yeah. that was cool. Neat. Yeah. Neat. Is that what the kids call? It? Yeah. Neat. Sure. Yeah, I think. Uh... I think she does a really good job as well of like sort of emulating Jay. Um, Like she, her delivery of like just the word fucking and fuck is very like Jay. Um, You can kind of tell the two of them have been around each other a lot. Um, But yeah, I, I think she's great. I really like her. And the second watch as well, I was also like, yeah, she's got some good kind of comedic bits. Um, It's funny that she's obviously, I know this is the irony of the whole thing, but she is playing the daughter of, Jay, yeah. When in reality, she's Silent Bob's daughter, but yeah, she really. The more you watch it, she kind of, kind of like, yeah, she could be Jay's daughter. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. It's uh, with her mannerisms, like you said, the way she yeah. she does things in her voice and everything, and even just the way she looks. Like, uh, yeah. it was odd. But that is the little girl is um is his daughter, isn't it? Jay's daughter in real life. Yeah, the one uh, Ben Affleck's daughter. Yeah, yeah, Amy, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, but yeah, I think she was really good. Um, I really like the scene as well where she just pulls out like the switchblade thing when she threatens them. Yeah, um, I thought that was really good. Um, and also the, the last scene I think is really touching as well, where it's just the two of them like outside the the store. And um, yes, that's I, that's uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I don't know why I kind of like uh, I kind of wish I there was more of that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, stupid. It is a really nice moment and. Um, and I think as well, like Kevin Smith's performance there is really good as well. Um, like when he does the heart on the phone and uh, and he sort of puts his hand on his chest and stuff. And you kind of feel like, especially after the heart attack and stuff, like this film was very cathartic for him. Like there's a lot of, it's just getting all my friends back together and just having, like doing the thing that he loves, like just making a film. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's, uh, I think he's, uh, that's, yeah, that's what it is, isn't it? It's like yeah. when you want to build it as like the MCU thing. Like it's like uh, this is his multiverse thing, and everyone's mm. come back together for it. Which we said about Justin Long's character, like yeah, uh, almost making him canon and things. Like it did, it did feel like one big party, like with all of his friends and stuff, and celebrating him uh, a bit as well. So I can see it on that side of things as as well why it's enjoyable uh mm-hmm. why people should just relax and enjoy it and everything because obviously he must be thinking his life is short so let's get his daughter in there as well and get jason's daughter in there and like a bunch of other cameras i did just read actually that ben affleck wasn't originally going to be in it and then it was only when ben affleck spoke about it in an interview that kevin smith got in touch which is really fucking weird because yeah it's because because they um they just didn't speak for a while from what i understand like they just didn't um for some reason have contact with each other i don't know whether it was just life got in the way or whatever and then um i think he was out promoting it might have been like triple frontier or something that thing that he did for netflix yeah um which has like every other major action star in it and uh and i think somebody asked him on that and said oh you know kevin smith's filming reboot um are you gonna be in it and he was like no he was like if he calls i'll be in it which makes that chasing amy scene even more impressive because the writing on that is so good mm-hmm. um and it must have been written on the not on the fly but like pretty quickly to 
to just write it and have Ben Affleck turn up on set a few days later and kind of go for it. Um, this is quite a big scene as well, right? Yeah, like it's not, it's not, it's just there's quite a lot of weight to it. It's not like yeah. a a really quick camera, like we said with like Adam Brody and stuff like that. It's like yeah. it's it's quite it's like this because they really wrote the final part right because Stanley passing away. Yeah. So again, he's got a massive part because it kind of is what puts uh, Jay like in the driving seat to be like, actually, we came here to do this, but fuck it, we're going to go and do this instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's a it's a pretty big chunk of it for. It's weird that they didn't talk either much because obviously Ben Affleck's he's Batman, and you yeah. think that's where those two are like going to be like, you know, yeah, on it all day every day. Like, oh my god, you're yeah. Batman, buddy! Well done. It's like, yeah, like I'll bring you to set and all that shit. Like, yeah, uh, I don't know. It just feels weird. Yeah. You don't ask me. You know, there would only be like two or three people that I think would be shooing for this. And obviously, Jason Lee, Ben Affleck, um, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, like the the clerks do. Yeah, they're yeah. the four people. I think no matter what, they're going to be in it. Like, mm. um, so I, I, don't think, I don't think Rosie Randall's Dawson in this, as well. No, he's not. No, yeah. I didn't see him either. I think he, he nearly didn't come back for Clerks Three. Clerks did he? Three, yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't keen on it. Yeah, I think he's the only um, regular who isn't. But yeah, Rosario yeah. Dawson's appearance is. Yeah, cool, she's right? in it. Yeah, so that's she's good as well. It's a good uh, appearance. Um, and Shannon Elizabeth as well. Like she, yeah. she's not in. She doesn't do loads these days. Does she? Val Kilmer as well. Yeah, it was. Awesome. Uh, I didn't expect like, he was going to be. Um, he was going to be blunt man. Like, I yeah, Melissa uh, uh, and oysters. Um, yeah, Jay. Yeah, okay. cool. I, I tell you what, that fucking tapping on the phone that Kevin Smith does. I know. Yeah. I know it's like for comedic value, and I know, yeah. <laughs> but it's just so many times it happened. So I think I, I think it is just. I mean, I'm not even old. I'm in my thirties, but Jesus, <laughs> I think it's just. There's a bit of it, it's just like, would I have laughed at that when I was sort of. 18, 19 watching this, and I probably would have, to be honest, yeah. but don't know. Just, um, I mean, I'm surprised to see Chris Jericho as a camera. I know we've already talked about him, but again, I yeah, I think I that's didn't have a clue I think, he was in it. I think they're quite good friends. Um, yeah, okay, from what I understand, again, but yeah, like his appearance is just bizarre and funny and random, and um, yeah, there's a lot of that as well. There is a lot of like, like Fred Armisen, um, as the like Uber driver. Yeah, it's such a bizarre cameo, um, but his whole storyline is so bizarre. Like, how he just turns up on top of the van, like, where the fuck's he come from? Like, what's he doing? Yeah, like, uh, yeah, essentially. Like, who is the um, who is the what role does he play? He's the uh, the pedophile. Yeah, I, don't, I can't remember the actor. I didn't. But who no, I don't even no. know what he's from. Like I can't yeah. even uh, I can't even see it on the credit list. Like who yeah. it is. But yeah. I don't know. It seemed like because I don't know. It felt like there were a lot. You know, I expected kind of Will Farrell to be in it as well somewhere. Like because mm-hmm. he had such a big role in everything. But I know I know they can't get everyone in it. But just um yeah just yeah good 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 amount of cameos. I just I don't know. I expected a bit more uh, laughs. Yeah, I think yeah yeah from the whole thing. Yeah, as I said, the second one for me is the one where I was like, like, I don't remember laughing at the KKK scene, but then I did laugh at it this time. Um, and like the opening as well, I just remember laughing at that. Um, I've also written on my notes, and I can't think of what this is re- in relation to, but I wrote the out of order thing is great. And I can't think of what that's in reference to. Out of order thing. Out of order. 
somebody out there, a listener, will go like, I know exactly what you mean, and it's great. And is I'll, it the bathroom uh, scene with Kevin Smith? And uh, was the toilet set out of order on it or something? You know, when he goes and has sex? With his wife. Um, with his wife, yeah. Yeah, that is a good scene. But yeah, I don't think it is. I don't know what the out of order thing is. Oh, no, I know what it is. It's in the courtroom. And it's right at the end, at the end of the sentencing. sentencing oh, yeah, when he says, yeah. It's like, you're out of order. And he just like... Oh, God's out of order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. Um, but yeah, and Joe Mananello just randomly appearing as well. Yeah, he's there as well, isn't he? He's the prosecutor, just... no, the bailiff. <laughs> yeah. I so... love his like little laugh when he like reads the name <laughs> of the place as well. Yeah, when it's called, um, uh, what's it called? Cock. <laughs> like Cock Smoker. Cock Smoker, so... yeah. 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 <laughs> and then, yeah, and the judge laughs as well. <laughs> so Craig, uh, what's his name? Craig, Craig Robinson. Robinson. Yeah. yeah, God, he's great in Brooklyn Nine Nine. So yeah, good. he's just good. Um, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it is an interesting film. I think the the first watch, as you say, I think I walked away and was like, mm. and it was interesting because I think I was the other way. Like, obviously, we'll get to Clerks Three, but I watched Reboot and was like, yeah, and then I saw Clerks Three and loved Clerks Three. Whereas this time around, it's like I've enjoyed Reboot. Um, more than I did the first time. Uh, and I haven't watched Clerks 3 yet. So we'll see. Maybe I'll flip flop on that. Hopefully not, because I do. No, I'm, I'm 100% going to rewatch Clerks 3 again before we record my mm. next step, because I really did not yeah, enjoy Clerks 3 yeah. that, see, that I... much. But I, I wonder if it's, again, I wonder if it's, I don't know. It could be anything. Like it yep. could be that I just when I watched it, I was on my own and I just maybe it was like late. I can't, I can't remember what when I, when I saw it, but, uh, what I was doing, but definitely for me, when I watch a film, it's circumstantial. It was how I'm, how I'm feeling. Like I've been to the cinema to see, like, and I'm a big fan of Marvel films. And if I've not been like, I don't know, if I've not like in the right frame of mind for it, I could be like, ah, oh, yeah, that was all right. But then I can see it again months later and be like, ah, oh, like Wakanda Forever is a very good example of that. I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't really enjoy it that much when I saw it at the cinema, but when I watched it a second time, I enjoyed it a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I was away. Uh, I was. Well, I went to the Thought Bubble Festival, so A, I was very, very tired. B, I normally watch it with a bunch of people as well, so it was. Uh, yeah, so it's circumstantial. Does that mean that if you watch Craven with a bunch of people, you're going to love it? No, Nick. That's huh. no, not how it works. <laughs> what bit in there made you think I was going to like Craven? <laughs> no, I, I'm not. Uh, me just let's not go down that road again i actually i know i know we're we're not going to talk about secret evasion but i really want to talk about secret evasion so we'll have to talk about it uh, on our next episode um because uh i am getting pissed off of how many people are annoyed about secret invasion even though it's not even warranted it's so Mm. stupid so i know i know i always annoyed about flash but that's different (laughs) uh, because i'm right and everyone else is wrong so uh nice yeah, all right. Yeah. So, anything yeah. else you want to add about uh, James Bond Bob reboot? I don't think reboot? so, other than just like the long list of cameos, which are just really impressive. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anybody I've left out that I thought was amazing. Um, uh, Robert Kirkman in the credits. Yeah, awesome. he's, yeah, he gets his nipples twisted. Yeah, yeah, that was good. I really liked Deserved. that. Deserved. Yeah, thought that was funny. Um, but yeah, otherwise, all of it sort of relies actually uh, as we have spoken about it like chasing amy scene is the thing that i walked away the first time i was like that is amazing and it works so well the second time watching it i walked away still thinking that scene is amazing 
but also then thinking the final scene is really good like i was really blown away by that um by just like how much it got me just the two of them sort of sitting there or standing there against the wall and sort of talking about it and stuff um those two scenes i was like oh there is a lot of emotional weight in this film as well as like silly humor um and that that surprised me this time around um but the chase i think for for jane silent bob for those two characters and like all the films they've done and stuff i mean definitely i know you can never say never because reboot was never really planned either but unless they do they do do more rats and stuff like that like it kind of felt like um like they're never going to do like their own film again right like yeah yeah, is, yeah 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 it feels like done so whatever they do it's almost like kevin smith saying like this will probably never happen again and obviously because he had his heart attack and stuff like that it's like i think he wanted to give them like a proper their own film one more time as well so which is probably why he went around touring yeah because it's like a passion project yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah i don't know maybe even more than clerks three i don't know if uh if yeah I felt like this is something that he, yeah, with all of his mates and stuff like that around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Including Ben Affleck, I, I have to believe they're still good, good friends. I think, yeah, they are now. I think uh, this was the their like rekindling. I think rekindling. Yeah, they, they became closer again. But, um, but yeah, I just think that seems great. Does that change as well? Because I know Chasing Amy's on this watch when we watched it, we we're both like, it's really heavy. Does knowing how it all ends up for you make it slightly lighter? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think I did feel that as well, like, you know, that there's a kind of a happy ending mm-hmm. in there. Um, so not so much with Banksy, I guess. Yeah, Bank- yeah, Banky's probably the only one that doesn't... Banky, like, yeah. I don't Banky. think... Because I think Banky, they pick up in Strike Back, don't they? Because he's on set. Yeah. But he's just not in this at all. And I don't think he's been in anything since Strike Back. Um, no. So that's probably the only kind of loose thread between the two of them. But the... Yeah. Um, the storyline between him and uh, Jerry Lawrence's character, um, yeah, because he's got because he said he's living his dream, didn't he? He's got he's finally yeah. got like he's doing his podcast and he's got his daughter and their friends yeah. and he still wanted to be friends with her and she's happy. So yeah, yeah, I think that's a nice uh, that does make you feel lighter. I mean, I don't think you'll feel lighter. I mean, maybe if I watched it again now, I'd be like, hey, there's a happy ending at the end of all this. But man, that was really fucking depressing when I watched <laughs> it again before we did the <laughs> podcast. So it just looks depressing as well. Like there's no light in that film. Like, it's all just <laughs> dim. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. But again, that's. I think that's the interesting thing about viewers too, especially doing our like in-depth watching this all back. Um, is that like it is such a a a mix of like stories and emotion and stuff, and everything sort of does. While there are like connective threads of how things look, you can also then just put something like chasing Amy in the middle of like more rats and dogma and tell a really intense story, but it's still within the, the confines of like the silliness of Jane Silent Bob. Um, yeah. And I think that's the interesting thing about this in depth is that um, it's sort of like Kevin Smith can kind of give you those moments without you necessarily knowing you're going to get them. Um, and I think that's what I liked about Clerks 3 is that, Again, we'll talk about it in depth, but what they, what he did with Clerks 3, I was like, I wouldn't have thought. Um, yeah. I feel like Clerks 3 is going to be more of an emotional watch probably now when I watch it again, I guess, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but it is, you're right, throughout these whole films, the thing is with all the stupidity that goes in there, there is some fantastic dialogue, even in even in this reboot. You know, there are yeah, some yeah. moments where it's like, 
really poignant and really like super well written which is it must be quite challenging to write something so fucking stupid in places but then then there'll be some bits that like you know can give you a bit of a sucker punch so Mm -hmm. um so it's props props to kev for that i'm sure he wants me to call him kev so that's what i'll do nice all right well i think unless you've got any more to add no i think that's it i think i'm i'm good all right, so that is our episode on Jay and Silent Bob reboots. Our next in depth is going to be our final one in the Kevin Smith uh, School New Universe uh, films. So it's going to be Clerks 3, which will be out in a couple of weeks, I believe, wrapping up. And that'll be the last episode of our third season of Consistent OK podcast before some new and exciting ventures await. More information coming soon but we will have another pop culture episode in between that i'm sure we're going to talk about secret invasion amongst other goings on in the world bear season two i believe probably would have seen some of yeah possibly um also possibly. some more dc casting some few other yes there is some more dc casting yeah so we're going to be a little bit late to that party but there's some uh, some interesting players now being involved so We'll try and get that out sooner rather than later as well. But this episode is now done. But if you want to hear our old episodes covering multiple topics, you can find us at ConsistentlyPod on Twitter. For now, our Twitter is slowly fading away. We're also over at Threads, which is new and exciting and a little bit strange. We're there at ConsistentlyPod as well. Instagram at ConsistentlyPod and YouTube. You just search for ConsistentlyOK Podcast. You can find all of our episodes, our faces. I apologise if you do watch this episode on YouTube because I yawned multiple times. That isn't because I think the subject is boring. It's because I have children and I'm a tired <laughs> man. And uh, yes, so uh, find us there. Check out our old stuff. Share the love. Share our podcast with your friends, with your family. Kevin Smith fans especially. Mm. And um, we'll see you next time. Yeah, cool. Catch you there. All right. Goodbye, Nick. Bye. Bye.